Up next on Inside Champ Car, crowning a champion. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. He is... Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski. This week on The Big Show, we recap the championships at the Ozarks. A tale of two races. We'll chat with the championship race winners from Connecticut. Visceral Racing. Bill, great weekend at the Ozarks. A little wet on Saturday, not so wet on Sunday. Well, where I stood, it was all dry. But yes, it was, uh, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Never really been to the Ozarks. Um, I thought I'd been out there, but I wasn't even close. It was absolutely beautiful place. Not just the track, but the surrounding areas, the lake. Um, I was amazed that it looked nothing like the Ozarks TV show. Um, probably <laughs> because that's filmed in Atlanta. Probably. But, uh, it's yeah. Yeah. It's and nobody spoke like Ruth. I was really disappointed in that. Um, but <laughs> You know, new facility, uh, JR, the owner of the, the joint there, he was just amazing. He's out there doing work along with everybody else, trying to make our our uh, event go well. Um, you know, they, they're all super high tech and we get there and guess what? We're not really high tech and we had to run some loops for uh, our timing and scoring, but it worked. We ended up getting it working right and uh, we had a pit loop and we had a race loop. And uh, for timing and scoring. And once we got that done, uh, it was just a matter of setting up our booth for uh, Tiffany Alexander and I to uh, do our side of the show with uh, Paul Veltham back in uh, um, Indiana. And it, it worked fine. It worked great. Their, uh, their folks helped us uh, with a lot of video and set up and we set up Flagtronics. And again, they helped us with that. And that went off without, you know, without any real issues. And then it was just a matter of doing the practice on Friday, which was just, it was raining. And of course, you know, we had done some laps in our personal cars uh, prior on Thursday and we're just kind of blown away. There was one section of the roller coaster where you're going down a hill and you don't see the bottom of the hill until you get three quarters of the way down. And mind you, I'm in a Ram 2500 way up out, you know, four by four way up <laughs> in the air. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, with some of these guys with their super low sports cards, there's going to be no way they're not going to see the bottom of the hill till they hit it. You know, <laughs> and, and that's what it seemed like you were doing. You were driving into a wall down there and then, boom, you're, you're slinging back up. Um, but so uh, I, I know you what were Dana did Dana. As I say, I know there was you were real concerned or kind of concerned, you know, that all these guys and gals were coming to our track they'd, they'd never seen before and nobody had ever seen before. And and it's a real technical track. Lots of crazy ups and downs. Right. How did everybody handle it? Well, Dana actually called our insurance company to see if we could actually approve them going out on their with their personal cars and do, you know, hot laps. Not no. hot laps, mm -hmm. but I uh, just do, uh, you know, 25 mile, 30 mile an hour laps in their cars and the insurance comes. Yeah, no problem. We'll cover anything you know that happens. Yeah. And so we everybody was out there. They all hop in their cars. Um, you can see them coming down pit lane, all smiles, giggles. They're all sitting back, drinking coffee, just relaxing. Oh, we're going to go out on the track. And, uh, you know, they, the as they came around for the uh, the first lap, 
all the coffees put down. They're all set up in their chairs, windows up against, you know, faces up against the window. And you could see that. Oh, crap. What did I what did I just get into? What did I sign up for? Uh, look, um, now, management side, we were pretty I wouldn't say scared. We, we were pretty certain these guys would be able to pull back on their, you know, and, and work their learn sure. the track and work their way up to it. But you never know. And, and historically, we've had uh, the chump car slash champ car racers and the lemons racers and those guys are usually the ones that hold it back are focused and will build up to whatever you know to 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 race but then you have the more seasoned are they professionals the more seasoned racers you know they've got that license and the certificates and all that stuff and they're the ones that you know wadded up first corner because it's you know or maybe corner three or four, but they're the <laughs> ones kind of pushing it a little harder than they should. That's kind of what I was afraid of is that, and it would, it would be embarrassing for us, you know, cause the whole world was watching this cause SRO just pulled out um, of the, uh, the event that they were going to hold after us, um, you know, for various reasons. And that was what scared me is that champ car was now under this microscope and people were watching how our drivers handled this track. Now, after I would say after Saturday, I was most proud. We only had, you know, Ron's car got his, his uh, other car got wadded up. I wouldn't say wadded up. It, it got, you know, the tail end came out on him in turn one and hit a wall. The RVA graphics car did the same thing um, in the wet and that's going to happen, but nobody got hurt. Um, we had a couple of other cars, but nothing really bad. It's just not like the massive carnage the internet was predicting. And I'm so glad because right. our, our racers just did an outstanding job of holding it together. And even, and then, okay, of course, we never talk about this in control or as a, as a, you know, but quietly we kind of hope they're, you know, it's supposed to be dry on Sunday. I hope those guys can do the same thing they did. And they did. Right, it right. was amazing. They just Saturday dry and they they'd had time to think about how how that track went. And uh, they did. They did awesome. And uh, I'm I'm really I'm really glad. No, you know, nobody got hurt. But I did notice there. You know, I went out on um, Sunday uh, to the top of the roller coaster I had heard that some guys were talking about the car or Troy actually was telling me the car gets really light right there. Um, like it felt like the front end was going in the air. Right. I'm like, what? no, that doesn't happen. And uh, so I went out there and I'm listening to the cars and a bunch of cars as they go through. That's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And the yeah. R bank car, especially being front wheel drive and high horsepower, or, you know, they say it's not high horsepower. Sure. Who knows? But, you know, that car would get up and you could see the suspension just kind of let itself go as he went up and uh, in that car. The only car that did not do that was the Miata, Grant's Miata, um, that was just flat straight through there. And I don't know if they had no wings or anything on that car. So I suspect that it's a lot of underbody, you know, stock Mazda hardware that right. kept that car planted on the ground. So, oh my god, that car was just so fast through there. The timing didn't allow you. There was no racing in the dark, right? No. 
So, so um, it would have been good. So I don't know if we'd want to. Well, I say it would have been cool to see coming down off of that to see if you get any sparks out of the back of the cars. The sparks, yeah. You know, if the cars were bottoming yeah. it out at all, is there as the suspension came back and compressed again? Well, there were um, a, there was one accident where the guy said that he just got it off the car bottomed on him and a whole car just slid. And it was basically, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I think that was the visceral car. Um, he said he just cut the curb. Too, I think it was visceral. They cut the curb too hard. The car came basically bottomed and, and, you know, cars don't like riding on the frame rails, right? especially when they're in full compression. And right. But yeah. So, so at end of the weekend, what was the general impression? If, you know, everybody have fun, do they want to go back? So, um, I made it a point Saturday after the race to walk through the paddock. Um, it's something that I used to do. And because, you know, I'm now full time with champ car, I kind of have to do other things. Um, it's hard for me to do that, but to talk to the racers and, and I wanted to get their feedback about this track and not one person said they hated it or didn't like it. Most, if not all said this was, this was an amazing track. And can you hear me? I can. Yeah. And a bunch of them were, yeah. And a bunch of them were basically, this is my favorite track now. And Sunday, it just reinforced that when they got to actually drive it in the dry. That's awesome. And that just blew me away. Yeah. It just blew me away. That's great. That's great. So, uh, again, I said it was a tale of two races. Visceral Racing won Saturday's eight hours. They uh, they uh, had uh, pretty much no problems, I guess, on Saturday. Then, uh, and on Saturday, the folks from uh, the their their main competitors, uh, the I'm pulling it up in front of me. Oh, the flat out nemesis team, the the Mazdas. They had some issues on Saturday. They finished sixth. Then we fast forward to Sunday, kind of a flip-flop situation, whereas the the flat-out nemesis Mazda had a great day, finished first, and Visceral had a couple little issues, nothing big. They finished fourth, and when you add it all together with your magical champ car point system, Visceral Motorsports was Visceral Racing Group. The 959 car ended up being the champ car endurance series national champion. Yep, yep. Yeah, and Ron's worked really hard for that over the last few years and just miss, you know, he's just so close every time, you know, some stupid thing happened or just, just yeah, just little things. But, yeah, it, it all came together and he wins it. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of folks that just didn't, you know, the track, this found your weakness in, in some drivers. And the weakness would be maybe um, motion sickness or, you know, vertigo or something like that sure. to where there was teams affected by it. We even had a few, few guys get uh carbon monoxide. They, they claim carbon monoxide poisoning. I think mostly it could have been, you know, some sort of heat issues. Okay. Um, what were the temperatures? Not necessarily heat stroke, but just some heat issues Yeah, uh, in the, you know, the eighties. But I think a lot of it too was um, there was no place to rest. That was one of the complaints was that there's, you know, you have this track with, um, you know, most tracks you go to, you have two or three corners that, you know, are really fun. And, but the, you know, the nine others, you, you have time to rest. Right. They said, this one has great corners, every corner. Okay. And you, you have zero time to rest. It, it took Troy like six laps to wipe the mud off of his mirror. And that was, a uh, that, 
he said that was the hardest part was just there's no place to even just check your gauges. Sure. You're just now you're attacking the next corner. Right. Right. So um, then that was that was another thing. But some drivers found that challenge to be the ultimate. It's yeah. like, how can I be, be faster? Talking to Troy this morning and he's like, dude, I've got I, I'm bringing my car next time because I know I can go faster. I, I, I know where I've lost five seconds or nice. four seconds or something. Great. And it's just amazing how these guys, you know, on their way home, they're like thinking, how can I do better next time? Yeah, that's cool. All right, so let's listen to uh, you spoke with Ron uh, after the yep. race, and uh, he seemed pretty happy with everything going on. So let's take a quick second and listen to this. This is Ron Herrick. He's the owner of Visceral Racing. Uh, they are the this year's national champions. Down here with uh, the 2021 national champion, Ron, with Visceral Racing. Man, that's uh, a long time coming. Yeah, this is our start of our eighth year, and um, it's the first time we've ever won it. First time we've even come close to winning it. Um, but we didn't give up. We kept trying. Today it looked a little iffy, um, but we had some lucky breaks. Um, it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't decided to the last 15 minutes of the race. That that was great. That was absolutely horrible for me. <laughs> I, I told Ray, I said, you may have to, at the end of this race, you may have to send the ambulance to my pit stop. I'm going to be flat out on my back, passed out. Um, that's how close it was. Within the last, uh, it was like 14 minutes before the end of the race. I mean, we know the history of, of, of how you guys are, how you guys have done this, but the, the whole time I'm, I'm hearing that car just right on the edge and, and I'm thinking, just pull it back a bit, but you really couldn't. <laughs> I tried. I tried <laughs> multiple times with both drivers, uh, say on the, telling them to you know slow down a little bit, slow down a little bit, and then uh, Saturday, um, my driver sets the fastest time of the day for the field um, on the second to last lap after we already had the race locked up. It's like uh, I tried to slow him down, but yeah. And then today the same thing a little a little later. Um, that last 14 minutes, just slow down, and then he's, they're running 147. So. I tried. Yeah. Luckily, I have two. I have, I have three really good drivers, and they have very, very good car control. And we needed that on this track um, today to try and keep up with all those other competitors out there. Yeah. Now it's just not about this race. It was about all year long. I mean, we we saw that uh, uh, our bank and and Andrew and those guys just kind of dominated with all the wins. But you were always up there. Yeah, we try to be. When we started the team, our goal was to just be competitive. We just wanted to be competitive. We didn't want to go out there and run circles around people or anything like that. Um, we don't run, you know, um, the really soft tires or anything like that. Um, we prefer to spend our money in doing more races um, because we enjoy coming out to the track. Um, all my guys are track junkies just like me and um, they can't get enough of them so we do 10 races a year and, and always we start with like 12 or 13 they want to do and I'm like no I'm not Superman I can't do that so but yeah the, the my drivers are actually should take a whole lot of credit for this that's cool man all right congratulations national champion 2022 and uh, or 2021 I don't know how that works. We'll figure it out. But yeah, national champ. That's all that matters. Visceral Racing Group, national champions. Thanks, Bill. All right, there you go. That's why I had to think about it before I started introducing. I'm calling it the 21-22 national champions. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't know. He he sounded tired. 21. Yeah, 21. It's 2021. Yeah. Oh, everybody was. Yeah, I he mean, sounded Grant worn out. Like he was. Yeah, it was. Everybody was really tired. 
um, and wore it out. It was it was pretty wild. So let's go through the top ten from the whole combined because you put them all together after Saturday and Sunday to yep. get the national championship. Let's go, let's run through the top ten. Now, mind you, we're we're still kind of officially you know officially putting this together. So this is a real rough rundown that Tiffany put together for us. But Visceral Racing Group took number one. Flat Out Nemesis number two. Uh, looks like Cone Crushers was number three. Our bank number four. Um, and then uh, GMS Racing, number five. Uh, let me see, 12 points, uh, 13. <laughs> I will do the top five. But, yeah, and Flat Out Nemesis, unfortunately, wasn't registered for the um, for the uh, Mazda Championship. So the second-place Mazda will take the national championship win. And uh, I think that was maximum effort i think but i'm not quite certain i have to go through again we're still putting this yeah. together it's it's a lot of work for us but no valerian steel i'm sorry it was valerian steel that took the uh, national championship for okay. uh for the mazdas yeah cool. and, and when you uh, get the, that all the put Mazda together contingency yeah when you get that all put together officially i'm sure you'll put it something on the on the facebook page and stuff right just to no not really yeah we're not gonna do anything okay, with it we'll about just... <laughs> when i see yeah. it i'll yeah, post it'll be it all... on your facebook page for yeah you. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll put it up everywhere, cool. in, including emails and uh, on, nice. our, on our web page. So All that's right. a big well, thing, national championships. So, absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations again to the, the boys and girls at Visceral Racing Group, our 2021 Champ Car Endurance Series National Champions. That was pretty great. And again, great interview with yeah. Ronnie coming up here. And uh, and just after the break, so stick around for that. It was it was fun to hear not only the story of this past weekend, but how Visceral Racing got to be where they got to be. Lots of, a lot of fun there. Yeah. So, you know what time it is, yeah. Bill? It is Tech Tip time. Okay, tech tip time. Tech tip. So we're talking to talk about brake rotors and brake rotor runout. What's runout? Runout is where you get that little wobbling effect with your brakes, and it can affect your your uh, pad life. Uh, it can affect the uh, braking. You know, make that whole steering wheel shake and move all over the place under braking, or even just going in a straight line sometimes mm -hmm. or turning. Um, but uh, basically, um, I've seen guys take. Uh, you know, they they clean up their and. and this is aimed mostly at the guys that just really are, are new into racing or new into building a car. Um, they see these guys on the street doing this stuff, which is basically taking the hub face and the, the rotor face and painting it to, to, you know, like a coating or something and, and not knowing that that seriously affects their, uh, their run out, which is uh, the wobble of the, of the rotor. Right. And, um, Basically, the way that you install the rotors is make sure that and, and most of us all use old cars. You know, they're all old and rusty or from the northeast or Florida or somewhere. You know, it not was... everybody can get an out west car <laughs> where stuff is still shiny and still has all the, the <laughs> copper, you know, the, the gold looking co uh, uh, coatings on them still. I should so, start uh, a business basically where I'm finding West Coast cars for people on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Make a killing, man. Make a killing. If you can still pull out all those little bolts yeah. <laughs> without them snapping, just looking at them. There you go. But uh, basically, you just want to clean and inspect your hub face. 
you know, take your brakes all apart, take them all off, clean and inspect it, take all the rust off of the wire brush. Don't use uh, grinding wheels with sanders on them because you'll end up taking more metal off than you or you'll take metal off and you don't want to do that. You just want to clean it off with a wire brush, um, get all the rust off it, make sure it's nice and clean. Um, and then uh, just inspect it, look for cracks. You can buy dyes that you penetrating dyes that are non-destructive testing where you can look for cracks in your hub face um, or even your, your uh, you know, just all those metal parts down there. It's always good to do, but you don't have to do that. You can usually see them anyway. Um, don't paint or coat your hub faces, um, you know, where your, uh, where your lug nuts go into. Don't ever do that. And mainly because however good you are, you're never going to get that, that level. I found that out the hard way, um, sprayed it try to get it all even put the brake on it and i had like i don't it was a massive amount of of wobble once i uh took all that paint off it was perfect within spec again <laughs> but don't don't coat it don't paint it um and you measure the run the run out with a dial indicator and where can you get dial indicators while well, they sell them on ebay and Amazon and stuff, and they're relatively inexpensive tools, but it's something that any mechanic should have to test for that kind of stuff. Um, then once you, uh, you know, once you put that brake or that um, uh, rotor, that ro well, once you get it all cleaned up, measure it on the hub, and I think it's like five thousandths or zero 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 five. Um, yeah, five thousand for every yeah for every you know for five thousandths it affects you know it affects the total when you measure it on the brake rotor face, you know, the, the, right. the swept area, um, that's going to be big. So you want to, you want to keep it around uh, max is uh, I think point zero zero two zero 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 two. Yes. And then, uh, but the measure of the run out on the rotor itself should be between five thousandths and eight thousandths, zero zero five, right. It's thousands. Yes. I think. Yeah. So five thousandths to eight thousandths. And that should be your that should be where your run out is at the max. You want less is better. Um, sometimes if you re-index the rotor, which is pull the rotor off, turn it a nut or, a, you know, a lug nut over. Right. Um, or stud over and put it back on. You'll get a different number. So just index that mark your, you know, mark your positions and um, that can work. Or even just getting a different different rotor. Try the left side over the right side sometimes oh, on some cars don't have left and right rotors, but you can move that around. <clears throat> there you go. But that will help you save your brakes. Keep your driver's complaints to a minimum with the vibrations and stuff. And that's always a good thing. Drivers and don't complain. You can do a web search on run out. Yeah. No drivers never complain, never complain. but you can do a web search online and uh, just, just, you know, there's YouTube videos all over the place about this and uh, it's simple to do, but it's what all professional uh, mechanics will do when they're, you know, when they're doing a really good high-end brake job. Awesome. Not just throwing the parts on and hoping things work. I've done that. Sometimes that works. <laughs> Sometimes not yeah, so much. Roll that dice. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that's a great tech tip this week. You put some thought into that one, Bill. I, I did. I did. And that's one of the reasons I was late to the phone call today. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll write that down. Excuse number 16. Um, so number 68. Exactly. All right. So when we come back, we're going to get together with the winner, the champions. The I, We should have had we are. I can't play that music or else we'll get we'll get. We are the champions. No, you knocked can't. off the yeah. Internet somehow. 
But uh, we're going to talk with the championship winning car owner uh, from Connecticut, Visceral Racing. Uh, Ron Herrick will be with us. We will do that when we come back. This is Inside Champ Car on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with ChampCar.Live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car and trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out ChampCar.Live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. ChampCar.Live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge. Welcome back to Inside ChampCar. I'm Brian Polanski. He's Bill Strong. Our guest this week is team owner of, I think we're calling it the 2021-2022 Champ Car Endurance Series Championship Team, Visceral Racing, Ron Herrick. How are you, Ron? Hi, Brian. I'm doing great. So, so congratulations. We'll start with that. Uh, I understand you guys had a pretty good weekend at the Ozarks. Is it the Ozarks, Bill? Is that, am I saying it right? Uh, the It was Ozarks, plural. Mm-hmm. International Raceway. Ozarks International Raceway. Got it. Got it. Yes, the Ozarks. The Ozarks. The Ozarks. Great place to visit. Yeah, great place to visit. Great track. I mean, you know, we talked about this earlier about how good the track is and how much fun it was. Yep. How nobody died within the first five minutes. And Ron, (laughs) you guys took off, you know, practice day. It rained. Um People were allowed to go out on their personal vehicles and preview the track. I saw you smiling and all, you know, the anticipation of a race weekend coming up and and the next lap you all came around and everybody's face is squeezed right up against the window (laughs) and in total concentration now, because I think that first turn or maybe by what what turn were you like, oh, crap, what did I just get myself into? Turn one, <laughs> right in the very beginning. Like, holy crap, this thing is uh, pretty steep, and it's off camber, and it's not the the, the guardrail is uh, a foot away from the edge of the track. So Ooh, I like that. that was, <laughs> I like that, that when, when it's not my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we knew we knew going into it. Um, we had to respect the track. We had a lot of um, video that we watched and we actually had one of our members um, in the winning car actually uh, came up the month before and did a NASA, I think it was NASA event here and took a bunch of video and gave us uh, multiple pages and notes on the track, uh, where to be careful, where to push. Um, so that helped us out a little bit on that. Actually, it helped us out a lot. Sure, sure. Before we get too deep into the race weekend, let's go back and and I always like to figure out how we all got got to this place. So, how how did you get mixed up in in motorsports and and let's start with that. Well, um, for motorsports in general, I got roped into it, kicking and screaming. 
I had a friend of mine who uh, wanted to do it and I tried to talk him out of it. I said, it's going to be a whole lot of time. It's going to be a whole lot of money. And I said, whatever numbers you have in your head, just double it and triple it. And then after you think about it, you come back and you let me know, you know, if you want to do it, but I, I didn't really want to do it. So he came back and says, yep, I can definitely, I definitely still want to do it. So then we started and then um, our very first race, that's where I met Bill, actually. Um, it's Summit Point in, what is it, West yep. Virginia? Yep. And uh, yep. Our, our car was fantastic. It was beautiful. And then it blew up within the first two hours of the race. <laughs> Sounds like so, a, a story I've heard before on this podcast. Yes. Yeah, so we packed it all up, went home, and and this time we actually rebuilt the engine instead of just running with whatever was in there, and um, went to the next race. And um, my buddy who wrote me into this decided he wasn't he wasn't interested in racing anymore. Of course, and he wanted out of the team. So it's like, oh man, what do I do? So I actually ended up buying his half of the team paying him off and then um started our own team and just started recruiting um drivers um to come in and start racing with us um my first driver steve he's been with me for since race number two lime rock and he's been fantastic um with us so and that's how we started so now that was uh eight years ago that's great <laughs> and so i'm still here so was it a Porsche? Right. It seems like forever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Was it a Porsche right from the start? Yes. So we didn't actually pick our car based on what would do well or based on the rules or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, we went through and read the forums and tried to get information. And, and everything that we saw was pick what you know. Find something that you like working on that you already know and go with that. So that's how we started with 944s. And I knew the car. I knew them well. And um, I could get them relatively cheap back then for $500 for a car. Um, so that's how we started. And then we just happened to get lucky that, um, you know, the car handles fantastic, which that we already knew. But um um, it's got a lot of attributes um, that works well with Champ Car. Right. So we actually just fell into that and got lucky with that. So you know the car because, of course, you are the field technical manager for New England in the Porsche cars in North America. So you got a little Porsche background in you, right? Yeah, I think I just went over year 24. Wow. Uh, the Porsche product. And... Can I be your friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where... Before I started racing, I had no racing experience whatsoever, um, but I've had a decent amount of track experience just with my time with uh, Porsche and doing track events and driving events, having customers take us out in, you know, and doing a lot of um, car prep work for them also at the dealership level right. when I worked at the dealership. So I was prepping a lot of cars and then our customers would want me to go with them um to the track so they twisted my arm and you know i got to ride around in gt3s and turbos and um all that and um i loved it i just never wanted to build a car 
So I knew how much and how much time it was going to take. So, so I'm a Porsche guy. I, you're racing the 944s. It's kind of the the redheaded stepchild of the Porsche family, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. Um, <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I love the 944. I I always well, thought they were great looking cars. They st- they started out with um, you know VW engines, uh, kind of a lot of parts based off the v- VW at the time because they were supposed to be the what is it? The beginner Porsche, you know, Porsche. It, it was kind is of it Porsche, or Porsche. It was kind of Porsche. like a Scirocco on steroids, right? I know. Yeah, it, it actually, is, yeah. like Bill said, yeah. it started off as a Volkswagen engine with a two-liter, and then um, in Europe, actually, the 944 is branded as a Volkswagen, Volkswagen Porsche. Right. Okay. Uh, in the US, yeah. it just says Porsche um, on the back, but um, uh, Volkswagen decided that they. Um, Volkswagen Audi decided they didn't want to use the the model, so Porsche decided to buy it from them because that car was actually developed for Volkswagen, and uh, they decided they didn't want to use it. So Porsche said, "Well, we'll take it," and then it you know became uh, a redhead stepchild. But uh, the car is fantastic to drive. The the worst part is 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 no horsepower. And when we first started, we started with the just the base engine, the two point five liter. And we could go around corners all day long. It was just fantastic. But um, anytime we had a car slow us down in the corners, it took us half a lap to three quarters of a lap to get back up to speed. Right. Um, and that was the worst part of that car. Um, but the handling, the braking was fantastic. I would argue that the best kind of car to have to start with is a low horsepower car. It teaches you how to drive, right? Yeah, and, and that's actually what we did. Um, when I built that car, um, I put a much beefier, heavy-duty cage in the car. Um, we kept it low power, um, lots of um, extra safety equipment that we didn't have to have because, um, like I said, my, my buddy um, had never been on track, never raced before. Um, so I said, okay, we're going to start off with something really slow um, and then work our way up. And that's what we did over the years. Um we ended up um, uh, starting off with a relatively heavy car, low horsepower, and had fun with that. Um, and that car actually won one race, um, the the inaugural Thompson race in Connecticut. Um, yep. We won a race with that car. I think it's the only 2.5 liter NA car that's um, 944 that's won a race in Champ Car, at least in the eight years I've been doing this. Cool. So, um, but yeah, well, I know that car when it was out, when it came, when, when you guys first started racing that we were still, uh, we had the V six and, and we were also still racing the, uh, 2.2 liter MR twos and the normally aspirated ones. And I know that when we raced against you guys, we had a lot of good laps with you with those cars because they were relatively equal in power and cornering ability. So I remember just hanging off your bumper, just sitting there playing. I mean, it was great, great time back then. Back in yep. the the early, the early and e, you know the simple days of chump car racing, <laughs> yeah, that that was one of the first real kind of rivalries I had was um, with this two MR twos, one yellow one and one green one, and <laughs> and that yellow one was just it's just you would get under you would crawl underneath my skin and, and just get on my nerves because all I wanted to do was beat that yellow MR two. It was all the time. And then right when when my car started coming up to speed, that's when Bill decided yeah, we, to retire. Quit. The car. 
<laughs> He's no and dummy. Like, really? He's you no dummy. In the car? <laughs> well, Troy, well, Troy killed it for me. I mean, it was like we were so equal at one point. I mean, there were times there were places he was a little faster and I was a little faster than him, but it was just so much fun. And our goal was not really winning races or anything. It was beating Troy. And Troy's goal was beating me. So it was just this huge rivalry. And then we went off to Canada and those Mopar for life guys told him he needed to lose weight, not him, but his car. So of course he came back in the uh, road Atlanta with that car being like 600, 700 pounds lighter. So um, that just ruined it for me. <laughs> and I'm not blaming Troy for me quitting. Cause w- the reason I quit was cause I took this job and I couldn't really race and do this at the same time. Cause you know, it takes so much time out of your life. I mean, it's, I, I had no life when I was racing. I still have I'd no say, life. You don't have any life now, <laughs> but, Bill. What are you talking about? Yeah, don't have life now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at the resume and you know, you've had success a little bit more every year, every year, every year. And now let's fast forward to 2022 with the big toe out to Missouri as the, as the locals say. And and you show up at at Ozarks International Speedway Raceway. One's a drag strip. One is not. I know. I've heard the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going into this weekend, we, we, you know, this past weekend, high expectations. I'm guessing. Uh, no, not at all. Um, so there's one particular car that um, we knew in, in in my mind that there was no way I could beat. I could not beat this car on speed, uh, pit stop, pit stop strategy, fuel strategy. Um, there was no way I could beat this car. The only way I could beat it was if it had an issue, if it broke down, had con- car contact penalty, something like that. I needed something. I needed a little help from something else um, to beat it. Um, and- the rest of the competitors um, were all very evenly matched, and we've raced many, many times before. So it's it was for those competitors it was a matter of um, keeping the car clean, keeping it on track, and hitting your pit stops. Um, we knew coming into this race that they weren't going to have any hot pulls um, for cars broken down on track. So it was going to be a pit strategy game with pitting under yellow was going to be key, very key. Um, so that's how we kind of went into this. Um, on Saturday, what we tried to do was we were going to pit a little bit off cycle and see if we couldn't gain an advantage by pitting under yellow. That way we could catch the, this particular car. Um, and then hopefully they have you're, to pit under you're talking green. about the flat out Miata, right? You're talking about the yeah. flat out Miata? Yeah. yeah. Nemesis. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nemesis. Uh, yeah. Which is a fantastic car, fantastic build. Um, Grant's a great guy. We had many conversations with him. He's come over, talk to us. We talked to him, um, and that's what I really love about Champ well, Car. Well, the great thing about about Grant's car is that he's taken it to the limit, like you have with the Lightning. You know, just basically, there's nothing in that car that's not needed to go forward and fast. Um, yeah. Whereas the same thing with your car. And that's what makes that car just so dominant compared to the other Miata in NCs, right? Yeah, I think it's an NC. So it's just so much, so much weight has been taken off that car. It doesn't even have a windshield nor a A pillars or anything in it. So, yeah, it, it, um, the attention to detail on his car is fantastic with the weight reduction. Um, it's a lot of the little stuff too. Um, I'm not going to give away any of his secrets, which he doesn't really 
call them secrets or anything, but um, he'll right. freely talk to you about it if you talk to him. Um, but yeah. it's a lot of little stuff too that you look at and go, wait a minute, that's a little bit different. It, 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 so he, he, he maximized it and that's why his car is so fast. Um, I don't think he's really has an unfair advantage or anything, but he, he just did a really good job on that car. Actually, I actually told him on uh, Friday or Saturday that I actually stole a couple of his ideas <laughs> to, to add to my <laughs> car. Um, so, um, but yeah, that well, that's what's great about champ car is, is the, the competitors, even though we're all competing on track, we'll help each other out in the paddock all day long, every day, you know, They'll talk the you know our, our biggest competitors will tell you oh yeah this is what I'm doing this is what I the air pressure I run on these kind of tires and this is the tire that I think runs better here um, this is the kind of camber or the alignment settings I'm getting um, and Grant was like that um, many competitors have have been like that so um, that's what I think is really great about Champ Car I've never had any issues like that with with people just you know so, get out so, here don't look at my car don't do it they'll freely talk about it all day long. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ron, you brought two cars to the event, the 959 and the 918. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, is the 959, right? That's the one that that went off in turn one? No. Uh, 918. Was it 918? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 918. The 918 being a brand spanking new car, full-bodied 944. Um, no arrow on that car, but it it uh, it, it lost uh, – you lost the rear end going into – or somebody – or. Was it Jay? Yeah, Jay lost the rear end going into one and did some severe damage to that car, to the fuel tank at least. Um, was that car expected to be the number one car? Um, no, but um, what's interesting is the 918 car, even the new 918 car, um, it's actually faster than the 959 car. Um, yeah. The 918 car has a uh, – the engine is much stronger in that car um than the 959 car and the 959 because um of all the weight we removed out of the back end of the car it's very um it's more difficult to drive it at the limit um or near the limit then the 918 car actually is very planted um and it just goes wherever you wherever you want it to go um the what we found is when we're driving both of those cars um on the straightaways the 959 car the 918 just pulls it. We'll just pull the 959 car um, every day, any straight. Um, so, but what we end up doing is um, we put our um, our B team, let's say, in the 918 car, and we put our A team in the 959 car. Because, like I said, it's it's a little bit more difficult to drive that car um, right. near the limit, and that's what we had to do for the championship. Right. So. So you know you were talking about your 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 this team that you didn't think you could you could beat, you know, and and on Saturday you you won Saturday's races. They came in fourth, sixth, mm -hmm. and on Sunday they won and you came in fourth. So I don't think you gave yourself enough credit. You 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 know, you held your own there. Well, the, Saturday we had help though. That, that that's what happened. We had help. Um, they had. Um, first of all, their team, um, they have no windshield. And I knew that coming in, I, I, I had raced that team before in the rain, and I know how difficult it is without a windshield in the rain for them. So I was hoping in the rain on Saturday morning it was going to come into effect and be an issue for them, and it was. They had a hard time seeing because there was no windshield. 
Um, uh, so they had a difficult time, so they weren't able to run their top speed. Um, and then they had car contact later on, which gave them a broken wheel and a flat tire, um, which caused them to come in and go down at least another lap. Um, and that's why we were able to um, finish in first. And it, it still would have been a run for first, um, but um, it made it a, a little bit more breathing room when they when they had that uh, flat tire and that car contact. Um, now the R. The R Bank car pretty much uh, pretty much had everybody Saturday until um, until it was run off track or until they ran it off the track not before they run off track. Yeah, but uh, they got stuck in the in the sand trap. Yep. After the after the Nemesis car had their their tire issue, uh, then we were just eyeballing our uh, the R Bank car because we knew they could, they were just as fast as us. Um, they had very good drivers they always drive very well um and then again we got lucky unfortunate for them but they ended up going off track and then getting stuck my driver told me that it was buried up to the rockers mm. uh, for them. yeah yeah took them it a was. bit to pull them out um but again that's that's where the racing gods just shined on us for saturday and helped us out <laughs> a lot there you go so did you have relative well, that's um that that's something that you've not you've not had in the past. Um, you've come, and, and I'm we can't show this on radio, but you've come that close to winning this race before the championship. Yeah, the the racing All gods weren't to- kind to us uh, out in Sonoma, where we were within twenty minutes of winning the national championship out there. Um, I was actually driving the car at that time, just on cruise control, and the car just decided to die. And um, wouldn't restart, wouldn't restart, got it back to the paddock, and the race was over. And we, uh, I think we came in fourth or fifth now because of that. Right. And, uh, but uh, we got it home. I literally pulled the fuse out for the coil, put the fuse back in, and started right up. <laughs> and that's God. all it was. That's all it was. And, yeah, the, that was a heartbreaker. That was a heartbreaker. The quintessential $2 part. You know, we yep. hear those stories all the time about, yep. you know, you can have right. the fastest car and there's a $2 washer or or a fuse or, you know, a broken wire or whatever. And that can bring the best of runs to to a, to a halt, literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this... he had that ra- he had that race. It was it was an impressive run. I mean, that was a at the Sonoma's. You, you've been there, Brian. That's oh, a yeah. big track. And just to beat some of the the best in the nation there. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately I remember talking to him before and he was confident and I've learned not to talk to him anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know, live on the show, but, uh, but yeah, cause that happened last year at, uh, Atlanta as well. Or yeah, yeah. was it, was it Atlanta? Yeah. This year at, at Atlanta. Yeah. This year, Atlanta. Yeah. We, we were within an hour and a half of winning that race. And then, uh, we ran out of brake pads and a little bit of talent, I think, <laughs> but uh, uh, it happens. So, you know, now the biggest factor for this race, um, Bill, was you didn't try and put a camera yeah. in the car. No. <laughs> That's what it was. People were upset about that. People yeah. were upset about that. But, but what, what car did you put a camera in? You put a car, you put a camera in 918. Our, our bank. Crashed. And, and, oh, yes. <laughs> and our bank and, and our bank so yeah so, so thanks for not putting it in 959 so the lesson i'm learning is to let not let bill put a camera in my car 
Yes. No, yes. we don't say that. We I'm don't sorry. say that out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> you give Bill a hand in putting the camera in competitors' cars. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting on the Sunday race. Um, you know, we talk about the two dollar part. We were doing really well. We were in first place at that time. We didn't think we would hold on to it until the end of the race, but we were doing pretty good. And um, all of a sudden, the car just started cutting out um, with like 5% power. We get it around to pit in um, and it starts running fine. And so he stays out there. We do a driver swap in about an hour, runs fine. Um, he gets out there and the car runs like crap again. Um, starts dying down. We, we came, we had, we came in and pit it. Um, I pulled the hood. I literally tapped on a few items, grabbed a couple wires, ran fine, put the hood back on. And then the car ran fine for the next four hours. Hmm. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's still in the trailer, but, uh, I was like, what, what, yeah. so I dropped this down to like 14th or 15th place. And then we had to battle back. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So before we let you go, who all do we have to thank here? What's all? Wh- who are all the people on the team? Who, who the sponsors? Give it, give them all to us. <laughs> well, the biggest uh, person, um, and I wish Bill had asked me this on my interview over at uh, Ozarks, was uh, is my wife because she's co-owner of the team and um, she supports my racing addiction. And you know. Um, my newest car is, uh, is her name is Elvira because she's the mistress of the night. And because that's usually where my time is spent in the garage with her. So um, wait, wait, I, I, I want, I want to stress to Beth that it's your responsibility to, to mention your wife, not my responsibility to mention your wife. Cause that usually gets me in trouble somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, she was really, I like to thank Ron's she, wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she was really, really bummed that she couldn't go. She really wanted to go to this race. Yeah. Um, um, not to mention that we rented a lake house for the whole team. So we stayed at oh. the lake and, but um, yeah, she was really bummed. But yeah, so she's probably my biggest, our biggest supporter. Um, she allows yes. me to do this um, <laughs> with all the cars that that we have, all the spare parts, the spare cars that we have in the driveway or at home. Um, all the time spent, it's uh, it's immense. So- and you live in, and you live in Connecticut too, where Connecticut's not exactly a car f- uh, area where you can store cars all over the place, right? Yeah, no, no, not at all. She 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 allows me one non-operable car on the driveway, and that's it. So <laughs> I so I have to I have to keep them hidden in the trailer in the enclosed trailer, or I have to keep right. them stuck in the in the garage. And um, every once in a while, she come out and go, "Hey, wait, where did that come from?" I'm like, "Oh, that's, oh, that's okay. Don't worry about that one." <laughs> Oh, that's always been here. Don't, don't you remember? Don't you remember? Yeah. yeah don't you remember? I had it, I had it in the back. I had it in the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good so so that, my wife is the biggest one, um, of course. And then um, our crew chief, uh, my son, Riley, he has been fantastic. Um, helping yes. me build the cars. Um, uh, he's just been great. And then our, our team members, you know, we have, you know, Steve, <clears throat> my original first member ever for the last eight years he's been with me he's fantastic um we have jay um we have dave clive um and frank 
on the team. And we also have, we picked up Justin this year um, and they've all been great. Um, it's a great bunch of guys to race with. And it's, it's not just about the racing for us. We, we have to make sure that we're having fun when we're at the track, even if we're losing or breaking down, we're still having fun. And um, after eight years, we're still, I, I believe we're still having fun. Troy's not on the team. He's not, he's not, he's not a team member. So oh, uh, he's just a guest driver. He's, he's a rental driver, but you know, he's, Oh, he's, there we go. Okay. He might as well be part of the team. He feels like part of the team and, and, you know, our, our big drive, um, we have another driver, um, uh, named Max, um, who is a, um, he's actually the driving dynamics director for Rivian truck. Um, huh. and, and he is just fantastic. We call him the alien because the things he does yes. with the car on track is not humanly possible. <laughs> um, it is just, he is just amazing, um, with his driving ability and he could do things with the car that should put it squarely into the wall, but somehow always manages to save it at the last second and then do an FTD without even trying. So, uh, Max is out in California, um, and um, he's not actually part of the team, but um, he is might as well be part of the team. There you go. There you go. Anything else, Bill? Before we get out of here? No, that's it. I think Ron's uh, Ron's done a exemplary job of, of being a uh, champ car representative, and and uh, congratulations, Ron and team, uh, Visceral Racing Group, uh, on your national championship. It's it's about darn time, man. Well, that wasn't I very nice, Bill. I was not kidding. This is no. like the seventh, the seventh championship yeah. that we've been to, and they've been heartbreakers almost all of them. Um, so it was nice to actually win one. That's so great. Now, now yes, I it is. It's great. Play. And Ron, Ron's good. Now you just have to. Now you just have to uh, do it again next year, man. That's going to be the hardest part. No, no, I'm perfectly happy with one. What I, I need is the VIR 24. That's okay. that's that's my next goal. I'm dying to beat that because it's not yeah. just beating the competitors. It's beating the track. It's beating the weather, yeah. the conditions out there, the rain, because it always rains. It's always foggy. And that track, that race is just – that. that's my next goal. So it, And, I've, and I, raced, I raced with Ron – Last year was it last year or the year before last year before I mean, last at twenty four, yeah. Well, that's why and uh, that was a heck. Yeah, well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I was the slowest. I normally you would say I wasn't the slowest, but I was the slowest. <laughs> but I brought the car back in one piece. There you go. So and it was still the best ever dismount from a car where I face planted because one of your team guys there just decided to let go of me at the last second. Doc was just all over that one. Right. We're, we're trying to pull him out of the car. Cause it's a rather tight uh, opening to get yeah. in and out. So we're trying to pull him out of the car and Bill gives this one big push. And right as he pushes to get out of the car, <laughs> the team guy lets go of him, and Bill just <laughs> right on the tarmac flat. Just flat on the flat on the ground. I was like, Okay, that works too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to yeah. go back and watch that. And he one. jumps in it. And uh, yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing on film. Uh, nothing on film. If no. there was, it's been, it's been deleted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No evidence. That's too good. Yeah, they would have been playing that over. You know, it'd be like the Wide World of Sports opening on uh, Champ Car Live. You know, where it's like in the agony of defeat. Plot. There goes Bill. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
but Ron's team, fun team to race with. And, uh, you know, it's just had a good time with them. And, uh, and the, the one thing that I did with Ron, Uh-oh. um, most teams I raced with and even my own, I want my, um, the, I want my racers to say, Hey, you know, uh, the temperatures of these, whatever I'm telling Ron the temperatures, I'm telling him how the car's reacting. He just says, I don't care. Just race the car. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's visceral racing. There you go. Ron Herrick, the owner of Visceral Racing's 2021-22 Champ Car Endurance Series Championship 944 Porsche. Thank you for being with us. Congratulations. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Bill. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about Hallett Motor Racing Circuit. That's next up on the schedule. We'll do that right after this break. This is Inside Champ Car on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. And we are back on Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Blansky. He is... Bill Strong. That's you. That's where you're supposed to talk to Yeah. When I point Didn't I you, say that? I said Bill Strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I, it could be my, my internet connection. We've got, you know, darkening skies, and I'm in Oklahoma somewhere, so who knows what the internet's like here. All right. We'll blame Obviously, it it's kind of bad. We'll blame it on Yeah. All right. So, so what a great talk. That, 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 he's, yep. Ronnie's a good guy. Yep. The whole team is pretty fun to, to hang out with and, and race with. And you race with car to car. Um, you know, they're, they're very good competitors. Um, and that's, that's what I like. Very cool. And he's, he'll, you know, he'll take risks and, uh, and just have fun with it. So that's what it's all about. Kind of like what, what, what I, yep. oh, yeah. All right. So next week or two weeks now, because you got a little week, we got a weekend off, wow. right? Yep. Well, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to visit a local uh, Ardmore, Oklahoma dirt track. Nice. Has not been to a dirt track in a very long time, so I'm going to take some pictures this weekend. It's going to be kind of fun, I think. And south, or was it Southeast uh, Oklahoma Raceway? I think it's called. And uh, then I head up Thursday morning to Tulsa, Oklahoma or Hallett, Oklahoma yep. or Cleveland, Oklahoma. Sure. And um, that's up near Tulsa. I think it's like seven hours away, six hours away, though. It could only be three. I have no clue. I'll find out when I drive it. There you go. But uh, yeah, we're at Hallett Motor Speed Motor Racing Circuit. Yep. They have a new design for the track. They put a tunnel in underneath the track so we don't have to stop the race anymore to let people in and out that's of great. the paddock area, which is going to be really cool. Um, it should be done. If not, it's very close to being done, but it should be there for our, for our group. 29 cars registered for it. We had a couple drop out, but then they reappeared. Um, wheels America racing, uh, always does well at this track. The owner's son had a brain hemorrhage, um, like a week and a half ago. And he's, he's just a young guy too. I think he's 18 years old, 17 years old. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And, uh, but they they're doing he's still in hospital but he's doing a lot better 
And uh, he, uh, the team has decided to come back and race. They canceled, but uh, it looks like they're back in, in the thing, wow. in the uh, race again. We'll send our, um, we'll they've send got our a, somebody to take his spot. Yes. Yeah. It, that sucks, man. It's like, I, and the wild thing was I have like three friends on Facebook that actually had brain hemorrhages or friends that had friends that were kids with brain hemorrhages over the last two weeks. And it's wow. just wild. Crazy. Um, Battle Scar Motorsports is going to be with, there with their two Crown Vicks, another veterans group. Uh, CU Boulder's uh, racing team is going to be there with their Mazda Miata. Um, Kentucky Fried Racing, their uh, Kruger Tuned Racing, their their Porsche Boxster will be there. That's always one to, to look for. Looney Tunes in their Mustang, uh, fresh off the uh, the weekend at, um, at uh, Ozarks. Uh, they'll have that car there. Um, and one of my favorite teams, Two Beaners in a Bucket. Uh, they're out of uh, San Antonio. They will be there this weekend with their new Mazda Miata. And um, let's see who else. Uh, who else? Uh, that would be next else. Weekend. Oh, Auto Spec Racing. Yeah. Anybody. And Auto Spec Racing. <laughs> what, what was that? I said it's next weekend. I don't want to confuse anybody. Yeah, not this weekend, but the following right. weekend. <laughs> I yes. don't want anybody driving up to Oklahoma, getting in the car real quick on Thursday. going, Oh, crap. I got to get to Oklahoma. Well, you never know. I like, mean, I've done that. Yes. Well, I, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. and, you, you probably yeah, shouldn't actually, be our uh, measuring stick through 15. <laughs> so no, good. So no, good. Anything no, not even close. Anything special about this hallowed event that people need to know about as they get ready to head out? Well, there's a there's the test day going on. If you haven't signed up for that test day, it's three hundred dollars right. uh, for the for the day on Friday. That's track run, not by uh not by champ car, but sure. call Karen at 918-356-4815 uh, to reserve it. Um, unfortunately, there's no refunds once you pay. Uh, there's just lots of rules there where they have a lightning or not lightning um, tornado areas that you need to go to the restrooms just in case. Yeah, just the basic stuff. Sure. Everything's in the uh, the supplementals. Um, they have a concession. They'll have concessions there. They're also going to have a gentleman taking pictures, uh, track photographer available for sale. Um yeah, lots of cool stuff going on that weekend. It's a great track to race on. Great. Um, I've done a couple of laps there, but haven't raced yet. I do have my suit and helmet and all my safety gear with me. Hint, hint, hint. Oops. <laughs> and we'll do a whole big preview next week. So, you know, we just want oh, yeah. to yeah. put, put our big toe in the water here, kind of like at the Miami Grand Prix Marina. And I'll put our big toe yep, in. Yeah, I just got... Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I just got the uh, T-shirt art approved nice. uh, for final production for the Watkins Glen race did that this morning so do you Got do some a, decals done for the huh? a new t-shirt for every race is that how is that what I'm starting to understand no no oh. no we do them for the big races okay so yeah I wouldn't do one for how so, in fact we normally have just real generic shirts for these races but um we've kind of run out and I need to yeah I need to get some more built but I don't want to do it just yet yeah so I'll, our I'll, swag sales are you know I'm I'm a four X. Just to let you know, I'm a four X. Okay, all right. My address okay. is two so, two nine two nine no child child four X. Is that <laughs> yeah, it? If you want to put it on my left leg. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, great. Let's uh let's do that, and then we'll like I said, we'll do a whole full big preview next week. So since right. we don't have a race yep. this weekend, uh, next week we'll give a big full preview, and and uh, maybe we can get someone on the show next week who knows Hallett. Yeah, and yeah. guess 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 where I'm going to be for the show next week? 
at the same right hotel here. you're at right now. <laughs> same hotel, yeah. Very nice. So, and maybe yeah, by my, my, bro- you- my, bro- my brother, my bro- brother lives here, so I'm visiting him. I've well, I've only visited him one day. I've two days of straight work, man. Yeah. There's no holiday here at Champ Car. So I see your brother Ever. likes you so much that you're staying in a hotel. <laughs> well, no, he offered his place. He did. He has. <laughs> I just, you know, there's just I'm old. I have to work. I have to do this. And, you know, he's a graphic artist and he's, you know, he's got his stuff going on and it's just an in, I don't want to inconvenience him. I was so. just kidding. But that's yeah. OK. <laughs> He's got a little, he's got, no, he's got himself a little house out here. He bought, he moved from San Diego and, and uh, went for the simple life out here in Oklahoma. And, so he, he, and he left much, San Diego, really nice. went to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And after buying his house in Oklahoma, he had like $12 million to put in the bank account. Cause that was the difference in the price between pretty, San Diego pretty much. and Oklahoma. Pretty, pretty much, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah. That's why he moved out here. Of course. Yeah, it's of cheap. And we're, it. we're, you know, we're American and we're Chickasaw. Yeah, we're part of the Chickasaw Nation. So and he's living on. Nice. On the uh, the Chickasaw. The, yeah. The reservation. reservation here. Nice. Cool. He looks more Indian than I look. So, yeah. I'm going to not touch that. All right. So <laughs> I don't think there's anything I can say there that won't get me in trouble. So uh, we're. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's call this one a wrap. And uh, again, we look forward to next week. We'll we'll give a full preview of the the upcoming race and how to go a lot deeper dive than we did today. Uh, we'll do all of that when we come back. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast. You won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you share it on your social media channels. You can comment on YouTube or uh, on YouTube, yes, or on the Champ Car Facebook page. Also, the podcast is on YouTube if you want to get it there. Uh, We have new episodes every week. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Bolanski, and this is the Racing Wire Podcast Network.